T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, into the 11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. Reminder coming up around 11.50. We'll go back out to Arrowhead. You're going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Get a little another update on the ankle from Patrick Mahomes, or of Patrick Mahomes, I should say. And then a little bit in the noon hour, we might hear from a couple Chiefs players as well. But how about hearing from a former Chiefs player, former Chiefs wide receiver, Danon Hughes. He will be on the call at Arrowhead for the AFC title game on the Chiefs radio network, along with Mitch Holtis, Dan Israel, and Josh Klingler. And uh, what's your vibe right now when it comes to this team? Because I'm getting the sense that after seeing Mahomes as a full participant in practice yesterday, and now the Chiefs are no longer underdogs in Vegas, people are starting to feel more optimistic about at least the health of Mahomes. Yeah, I was optimistic after the game, actually. One, when you look back at the injury when it happened, and then the minutes and a half after that, he very rarely sat down, which told me that although he was in pain, it was manageable. He was moving around on the sidelines, still throwing when Chad Henney was in the game, and then he went back in the game and was serviceable. Now, I knew it would be sore, but after the game, Josh, Dan, and I go in for post-game interviews. And normally, being a player that's been injured and obviously seeing teammates that have been injured on the field, normally that guy is in the training room. He's not there with the media immediately. Uh, he's in the training room. Doors are closed, especially to the magnitude of Patrick Mahomes. And yet he was walking around the locker room, joking with the offensive linemen, messing around with Chad Henney. He was in the background when I was interviewing Chad, uh, talking about anything's possible and Henny time and all that. So I kind of felt really comfortable with what the prognosis was going to be for this upcoming week. So it's not, it's not surprising to me at all. I'm glad we'll be at full steam and ready to take on the Bengals. When you look at the – I know that this, this is probably a better answer from you, Dana, than me just speculating. Some dudes just heal faster, right? Like some guys are just like oh. magical healers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, guys are built differently, and every injury affects different people differently. And this is a prime example. I mean, we had, what, Tony Romo and so many others talking about he's done, he won't, he won't play this week, won't be able to walk all of that, that's off of their personal history and experience. But everybody's different. Uh, I had a high ankle sprain in college, uh, played against Michigan, and I just didn't practice during the week, and I played the next week. Uh, and then it, you know, I, was not, I wasn't 100%, but I was able to play wide receiver. So 
from my perspective, yeah, you can bounce back from that. Same thing with hamstrings and groin injuries, et cetera. So everybody's built different. There's not one specific thing that can knock everybody out. Let's remember Terrell Owens. I think he had a fracture in his ankle and played in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid and the, uh, I mean, with Andy Reid and the Eagles. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's built differently. And we know Patrick is uh, a professional. He takes care of his body, but also he's a competitor. And I don't think there would have been anything that would have held him out of this week. I think just watching, like when you watch, like, especially when you watch him on the sideline, the Chiefs did the right thing, Dana. Maybe like, we have to get an x-ray. We cannot let you keep playing football. But you saw exactly what you wanted to see out of a quarterback, a guy who was borderline pitching a fit to try to get back into the football game at a time because it's the playoffs. I think Patrick Mahomes, this is part of the reason, Dana, and I feel like this upcoming game is going to be one of those over-my-dead-body games from Mahomes. The more everything leads up to it, I feel like he's going to refuse to let this team lose. I feel the same way. I mean, there's only but so many times you can get slapped around before you throw haymakers back. And considering the nature of how we've lost against the Bengals the three times in a row, some of the trash talk, the, you know, they're trying to, to knock him down a peg as far as the best quarterback in the AFC and in the NFL and trying to anoint Joe Burrow. Uh, there's so many uh, factors that go into this game. Losing on our home field, the way he played in that second half, uh, still kind of gnaws at him. And, like, you you don't get to that level of athleticism and, and the prowess that he's shown throughout his career without having a whole different edge. Like, a different edge. Like, you guys want to be great on the radio and, you know, you want to be great in the community. Same with me and Sean Barber and everybody else. But then there's another level. Like, and he has that extra level. So, I don't doubt him. I feel like in in a lot of ways we're a better football team than we were last year. Uh, Let's remember that all three matchups were three points, and it was basically came down to who had the ball last. Uh, We made a mistake with the interception in overtime after, after being up by 18 points in the AFC championship. We made a mistake with Travis Kelsey fumbling, and we haven't made them make that mistake. So that's what I'm looking at for in this game is, Let's make that play, like that third down and long when Chris Jones penetrates the offensive line, and this time he's going to make that play, that tipped ball that goes into our hands, the stripping of Joe Mixon uh, while he's running the ball. Like those are the plays we haven't made yet, and I feel like we're prime and ready to make those plays this weekend. We're talking to former Chiefs wide receiver Danian Hughes here on Cody and Gold. We were discussing Juju Smith-Schuster and, and looking at – the last four games or so for him, he's had, you know, only two, three, four targets uh, the last four games uh, and sitting around 30 yards or so receiving. Is there something different you've noticed? Is it uh, just where they've been at scheme wise? Are teams defending him a different way? What, what do we have to do maybe to, to see Juju have a much bigger performance? So I don't think he's been defended differently. I think it's just the nature of this offense. It, like we are truly spreading the ball around. Maybe that play that Noah Gray caught the deep cross uh, in the game last week against the Jaguars when he was wide open was a product of attention being paid to Juju Smith-Schuster. That's also a play that he's made in the past. So we have such versatility in our offense that we have tight ends 
that run receiver routes like receivers. We have receivers that run routes like tight ends and running backs that run routes like wide receivers. A lot of versatility puts us in a position to not be as predictable as other teams are. So I'm not down on Juju. I feel like what we brought him in to do, he's accomplished this season. And I think he can be a factor in in this game this week. He's familiar with the Bengals. He's got an edge coming from Pittsburgh. And he can also be, uh, mark my words, you're going to see Juju catch a couple of shallow cross routes in front of the linebackers and make somebody miss or turn up the sideline, getting that necessary first down or a big play because that's what he was brought to do, a big-body receiver that's not afraid to go across the middle uh, and, and make those plays. He had the big catch on the slant route from Mahomes last week. I feel like there's going to be more to come this week. When you look at the uh, – Dayton, I know you were a skill position guy, but I feel like everything that's ever been told to me since becoming a football fan is the game's won in the trenches. Aren't the Chiefs decidedly better in both trenches of this game? Uh, yeah, we are. I, I feel like we are. Uh, this offensive line, even though there's been slight knocks towards Andrew Wiley and a little slight knocks towards Orlando Brown Jr., as a whole unit, We've been one of the better in the NFL. And uh, because Patrick improvises some, because escapes the pocket, people take his mobility as a knock toward our offensive line when oftentimes it's not. Even that play that he got his ankle hurt. Like Orlando Brown handled his business. The guy just ran all the way around to the other side of the field and then came and squeezed in. Like, there's no offensive tackle that would be able to sustain that block for that long a period of time, especially with that movement. So, like, there has to, if there's going to be criticism, there has to be justified criticism based on the scheme, technique, et cetera. And I feel like our offensive line does their work, run game and pass game. Now, our defensive line, like, what more could we ask for? Frank Clark is coming along like postseason Frank Clark. Chris Jones, I feel like that might be, you know, the ace in the hole where, okay, he's got another playoff game where he didn't get a sack. Uh, And this is the time. Like, to me, I want the target on him, and I'm sure he wants to take the target on himself. Because if I'm that type of player and I've had that kind of drought, like, this is the time I need to step up, especially with how things unfolded last year in the AFC Championship when he had a few – opportunities to knock the quarterback down and he didn't get there. So yeah, there's, there's some challenges for both teams, but in the trenches, yes, the game is one in the trenches. And I feel like we can be that force this weekend. Dan, we've all heard the, the burrow head comments from Mike Hilton. We know this is a Cincy team. That's very confident, uh, arrogant. I would go as far as to say, and look, they've won three times in a row. Uh, against Kansas City as a, a former player I know publicly we heard Justin Reed yesterday and others you know say the right thing publicly but what what do you think's really going on in that locker room uh, when it comes to the noise coming out of Cincinnati we're gonna hit him in the mouth that's like we're gonna like we got no choice like we were we were gonna play football but now we're gonna hit him in the mouth and shut him up that's the kind of mindset I have I talked about it earlier this week like this is Like when I was on the show with uh, Josh and Bob earlier this week, I was like, this is probably one of the more difficult weeks for me as a broadcaster, because I got to talk 
and this all these circumstances and the trash talk that comes up, like normally you'd match trash talk with trash talk, but then every once in a while, like for me, like I get silent. Like, okay, now now I'm done talking because now you've kind of eclipsed where <laughs> you've kind of gotten over that that threshold where it's no longer about talk. Now it's about business. So like if I didn't want to like bury you in the turf, now I have more incentive to do so. <laughs> so in, in the locker room, like that's the mindset of, okay, like even earlier this week when that, when that tweet came out and the picture and the video showed them on the sideline, I retweeted. I said, okay, that's all. Like I, I got, like I got nothing else to say about it, but okay. And we'll see on the field. It seemed like the lesson was learned from Justin Reed from the last time. He did not step into the trap yesterday, Dana. Well, I mean, it's smart and you learn, but you also recognize, like I just said, like I'm sure those guys are thinking like we're not going to tangle with them word for word, not just because they beat us because it's insignificant and we're better than that. And, but at the same time, because you've gone overboard, it's not so much about you being confident. Like you said, it's about them being cocky and renaming a stadium that they only won once in. And, you know, like those are the factors like, okay, now you've gotten over to the, you've gone over the line to obnoxious and I'm not going to go obnoxious with you. I'm just going to take it out on you. And I feel like Justin and, you know, Nick, Nick and everybody else, like they're, if they're built like me and I'm sure they're built even deeper and stronger, if they're built like me, that's their mindset. I love it. You're getting people fired up for, for Sunday night. We're going to hear you on the call along with Mitch Holtis and Josh Klingler. We'll hear you tonight, too, from a player's perspective, players only. Yourself, Sean Barber, right here, 6 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate it, Dane, and let's do this thing again next week. All right, fellas. Have a good one. There you go. Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. A good player's perspective there at the end. Just punch him in the mouth. Hit him in the mouth. And just stay quiet on this one, but uh, maybe, maybe a little more aggressive and fired up than normal based off. I mean, he's right. Like, it's it's just complete like obnoxious and arrogance coming out of Cincinnati. Like, okay, let's go. Chiefs have have they have more enough juice to from this well, game. I mean, you can't ha- to I mean, carry them forever. What I mean, there is I don't know. I mean, truly, is there a a game considering what's at stake, considering the noise, considering what this team has uh, been able to do against you? Is there a way for you to be more? No. motivated or fired up if you're a football player than this game if you're the Chiefs. You I mean, only if they said something back. bad about your mom. That's it. Ooh. That's it. Like if he was like, you know what? And also, I don't like Chris Jones' mom. You're like, is that what you want to have said? You're like, I'm not a fan. You're like, why? <laughs> Under what circumstance? <laughs> Let's actually start that rumor that Mike Hilton also oh, said things about. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, we'll just start the rumor. Just let them believe it. I was lying. Um, stretching the truth. No. There's no stretching. What do you? Which truth are you stretching? Well, that they talk trash. That's true. Uh huh. Not typically about anybody's parents, but you know, you're not a fan of lying. You no, don't ever I've, lie. I've, I have something called integrity. You lie all the time on this show constantly. I just hope at some point the Chiefs run a screen pass and Mike, not Mike Hilton, Eli Apple's coming up to make a tackle and Trey Smith just demolishes Eli Apple. That's that's kind of just one knocks of my, him out cold. Not that concussion. Wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far, but just just puts Breaks, his ass tears on, his ACL. puts his ass on the ground. That's what I want to have happen. He hope he blows his knee out. Just destroys. Wow, really? No. Yeah. That's nobody's saying that. But you elbow bursitis. Sure. Elbow bursitis. That's fine. I yeah. had that. I don't want that. 
the worst. You don't have to have it. Exactly. Mike Hilton gets it. That's fine. No, Eli Apple. All right, so you guys are Eli wishing Apple. for injury. All right. No, that's that's you. Yeah, I am wishing for injury. Oh, okay. You well, know what? I'll just wow. we'll get that out there now. Wow. For him, sure. What do I care? It's not, I don't want it to be like life threatening. Just like you know, knock him out for the game. Jeez. But you don't think Cincinnati fans are feeling the same way right now? About what? Hoping Wanting for to hurt Chiefs players? No, I don't think people are just saying to hurt other opponents. Sure. The team that employed Vontez Burfecht for the, for like 10 years doesn't want fan, anybody hurt I ever. Didn't, I didn't know the fans employed Vontez Burfecht. I didn't know They that. pay the salary, yeah. I didn't Openly know cheer for him. Yeah, the team was like, the team said, we're going to release him, and then the fans <laughs> signed a petition and said, <laughs> no. no, and we'll pay his salary. Yeah. And any fine he gets yeah, for destroy, any penalty he commits. You can say you want them to destroy Eli Apple and put his ass on the ground doesn't mean the guy you have to. Yeah, seriously, Cody. Come on, Cody. Just for one week. He can be back the next week. What about Joe Burrow? Do you hope Joe Burrow tears his rotator cuff? No, I'm not going. (laughs) No, I won't go that far. Let's play a new game. Let's do a new uh, hourly segment. Which injury is Cody rooting for? And we'll give him like two options. I hope they lose to Cincinnati now. We know that has nothing to do with this. We know you Overcompensation. You're only allowed to play that clip when it's logical. It this is, is not logical. a logical, it is logical. logical. You're, 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 you're hoping for a win for Cincinnati, so that don't, that's why you're not hoping for any injuries now all of a sudden. No, I just said I hope so for an injury, and you said you didn't. You're reversing it. No, though. I just said I didn't want Joe Burrow to his rotator oh. cuff. He can get a high ankle sprain so, or, geez. you know, whatever. I don't care. He can get some other injury. I just didn't want him to tear his rotator cuff. That's very serious. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of trying to just getting back. You know, for the longest time, there has been this sort of woke sort of ideology oh, of you gosh. can't ever root for injuries. And I like that Cody's bringing back, you know, getting back to our roots. <laughs> you know what? No, I hope he does get hurt. Hope they knock him out of the game. Just for one game. He can be back next week when he's sitting on his thank, couch. Thank you, good. Cody. Thank you for standing up to the woke media, the woke mob. You're welcome. You know what? It's nice for me to have a heel turn on this show. Oh, Instead man. of all these years of people saying I was going the other, going too far the other way. Now, now I'm back. I just like that you aren't afraid to be politically incorrect. Make sure you post this clip on social media at Joe Burrow, and then see how see how this conversation goes over. I guarantee you, Bill Snyder might retweet that one too. No, Bill Snyder and I are at odds. Remain at odds. By the oh, way, that's right. You're blocked. Been, I just like the idea that no you, you guys are actively beefing. <laughs> we are. He blocked me. I didn't do anything. Uh, I sent one tweet about a college player. Pretty sure you were rooting for that guy's injury too. I was not. I was talking about him missing a kick. It's different. It's performance Mental based. injury. The yips? That's a mental injury? Now I can't even talk about those? Thinking of uh, college uh, and, and athletes, let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. It has to do with a college basketball game that occurred last night. It was a college basketball game between Loyola of Chicago and I think Duquesne. I think is who they were playing. Uh, this was... A normal college basketball game televised, I think, on like ESPN 3 or now or whatever, plus whatever they call it these days. And all of a sudden, the play-by-play guy's doing the call and you're watching the game. In the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, on the court, you can see someone standing in a yellow shirt holding like a bag of food. It, it turns out the Uber Eats driver walked onto the court to make a delivery Incredible. right in the middle of the game. He was within a foot or so of a basketball player. Uh, and the delivery driver just kept walking along the edge of the court looking for his customer. So did someone Uber eat and say, hey, I'm courtside. I'm courtside at the Loyola Chicago. How much Chicago. did he tip that dude to say, come find me courtside of a Loyola Chicago game? I have no idea 
the driver just what he go to the front door of the arena and say hey i got a delivery i got a delivery uh, row two row two and then just they just let him walk right out there also like the tunnel security guard how I, many people did he have to get I past to be standing on the sideline of a basketball game this is how you get into sporting events now at small at college games cody just pretend that you're making an uber eats delivery you get in for free just like show up in there hold the bag up mm-hmm. i have not ordered uber eats one time in my entire never? life never have you used a doordash grubhub well, nope. you've never done any of the food deliveries. So I've considered it a couple of times. Like, I got close to being like, yeah. And then I saw, like, the fees, and I'm like, I'm not going to do this. So I'll it is go. expensive. I'll just go pick it up. It's expensive. I, I never can psych myself into actually spending the amount of money. I consistently think maybe I will. This is the time. And then I see the price, and I'm like, I'm going to get my ass in the car, right. and I'm going to go drive there so, and pick this up. So I don't do it very often because of that reason. If you're doing the order for multiple people, the price isn't as bad if you consider that there's three or four people involved. But if it's just you... And you order a meal that's really normally ten bucks. It's going to cost you like nineteen. Yeah, it's 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 really counterproductive if you're ordering cheap meals. Oh, that McDonald's is like sixteen dollars. All of a sudden, you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, let's say I'm too drunk. I'm at home, and I'm like, well, leaving is not a choice. Well, then it's time to raid the cabinet. There's I'm other not- things to eat uh, in this house, and I'm going to eat those. No, if you come home at like there, that I would say the average time of day that I've used, and Midnight, I don't use one a.m. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's never it's never at like six or seven o'clock. Yeah, I but that's think- what I'm saying. I'll just rummage the cabinets at that point. There's a lot of food in our house at any given time. I, your house, I do it maybe. If I'm out of town. Like I don't I'm, always have like if, food for meals. I have snacks, maybe. I, I've done it if I'm out of town at a hotel, right? That it, it's and it's one of those where you're just in there. It's later later at night already, and you're like, I'm not. You don't have a maybe you don't have a rental car or whatever. You just like, all right. Let me just Uber Eats the or Grubhub, whoever you use, DoorDash, to the uh, to the hotel. I've done it that. But as far as just sitting at home in my apartment. It, it, to your point, you look at the price, you're like, this is inst- the food price is higher. You just go pick up your fee. keys and you're like, I guess I'm leaving. Yeah. But you've I, done it. You've said a number of times. For sure. I'm surprised you've never used it, though. No, I just never got around to it. I still don't understand how this gentleman got into the stadium, in the arena, like, courtside. How many people let him through? Did the person get their food? Was there a resolution to uh, the story? I didn't see. I'm, I'm assuming so. It's also very bold to order <laughs> DoorDash or Uber Eats to a stadium. I, I, like, I, this is decidedly one of the few places on well, earth. You There's guys, food. You can just go Did eat. you guys see the Twitter thread of the guy saying that he didn't do it? What do you mean the guy saying he didn't the do it? Who, the guy who the Uber Eats driver was uh-huh. supposedly delivering the food to went on a Twitter thread this morning or just like an hour ago and was saying, like, this is all fake. I never ordered any food. And it was like, and this is a, this is ridiculous. Uh, so was it like a donor for they, the school? They think upset. it was a prank. Yeah. No, it was like, I think it was like a media member. Oh, so you think it was a, the whole thing was a setup? Yeah, he's huh. claiming he had nothing to do with it. I mean, I would argue if you did order, it actually is smart at a venue if you can get the food in. You're going to spend like $13 on a side of fries and a soft drink at a concession stand at a, a football or, or basketball game. So what? Game. That's the agree- You've agreed to I, this I by stepping that. foot into the stadium. Of, of course you have. I'm just saying if you're just mentioning the financial side of it, this would actually be the one time where it might be cheaper to Uber Eats the food in. Good yeah. luck trying that at Arrowhead. It's not going to work. Good luck. Okay, so what are I we- have two friends. What are you talking about? I know two guys who snuck into the AFC Championship game two years ago. Are they ago. doing it again on Sunday? Oh, no, that was last year. Are they doing it again on Sunday? I don't know. Have you talked to them about this? I'm not. You should find out. We've asked so 100 not people to like, bring a baked potato Let's in. not act like you know the Chiefs security at Arrowhead Stadium is the secret service here. I, mean, I know guys <laughs> who are sneaking into games. How do you even go about doing that? I, dude, just be sneaky. How'd they do it? Can you break they, down they, their they, secrets now? Yes, I know. I'll tell you exactly what they did. Okay. They w- they just went into security and walked past everybody. 
So it wasn't exactly a complex so went, so operation. They, so they went through security, and then if, if anybody's gone, then you know the next step, they scan your ticket, but they just kept, they just walked past yep. everybody, and nobody saw anything. Yep. Said anything. Eh, I could see how that could happen. There are a lot of people. Pretty simple. They, yeah. they, they told me they were shocked with how easy it was. So now we have given people advice on bank robbery on this show, and now how to sneak into AFC title games. I don't think that's advice. You gave them the way of doing no, it. No, that's just how some, is, one person did it. Are you saying this is Nick's version of you telling people how to rob a bank? Like this Chiefs is like stealing $1,500. What do you think's worse? What do you think is worse? Sneaking into a Chiefs game or robbing a bank? <laughs> robbing a bank. Okay. It depends on how much money. If you rob the bank for less than about $1,500, if it might you be. rob a bank for less than $1,500, <laughs> you're the biggest idiot on the planet. You know, though, the Chiefs of Holic, thinking of that individual, he is still behind bars in Oklahoma. Oh, man, he he's has, not going to make the SC title. He's game. got a lot of money still riding on this game this weekend. Remember, he's got. He might need that cash. He's got his half his bail money. He's got $100,000 still. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Mahomes wins MVP, which he's going to win that part of it, he gets 100K combined. His bail is 200 or 250. There's half his bail. So he's sweat. There's no way he's ever going to lay hands on that money, right? Well, he might need it just to pay for, I mean, court costs. I'm I'm sure they can somehow maybe try to figure out. Someone's got to freeze an asset on this thing. Well, or just backtrack and try to figure out what's the money that he made the bet with. Can they track that? Oh, so you just want to give more money to the government, Cody? Mm -hmm. That's not what I said. I just feel like maybe... The guy who robbed a bank shouldn't have it. Hmm. Maybe you could get it from whoever he robbed it from, hypothetically. Yeah, multiple people real quick, by the way, saying that the whole thing was a hoax. There's actually audio and stuff. The, kid, the delivery kid was wearing a mic and everything. So the whole thing was a setup. Pretty funny, though. Good setup. Good bit. That's let's, the trash of the day. Let's get Nick on the 50-yard line on Sunday for the same bit. Yeah, Nick, can you wear a mic and just try to deliver out, Andy a, a cheeseburger? A mic, get a mic, run out on the field, and, uh, yeah, and bring a cheeseburger to Andy and see how close you can get to Andy. Well, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. I and mean, what about uh, potential like ramifications of me losing my job? Will you guys I can make sure this. that doesn't happen Cody too? Cody and I will vouch for you and I say will, we, I will. I will stand we, with we, you. We will say that you should not lose your job. Now I don't know if that'll work, but we can at least we'll, we'll, we'll say you shouldn't. Yeah, we'll at least publicly come out and say he should not lose his job as producer for. And Cody if and they Noel. fire him, our bosses are cowards. Will you say that too on the air and on Twitter? Yes. We'll say we don't think he should be fired. Yeah. I'll say I'll say that. What about the second part though? Uh, I won't go that far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Up next. Chiefs Fred Half Hour. We'll get right back into some trend that Mahomes is trying to buck. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour here on Cody and Gold, as presented by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. A reminder, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll head out to Arrowhead. We're going to hear from Andy Reid. Also expected to hear from some players. It's a chance that we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes again. Of course, if Mahomes or any other player steps up the podium, we'll make sure uh, we, we go to that as well. But we'll get another update, and, and if they expect that Mahomes will be a full participant once again at practice. That was the big news yesterday, that Patrick Mahomes was able to be a full participant. The only guy that was limited at practice was actually just McCole Hardman, who's been that way, unfortunately, for two and a half months or whatever it is at this point. I mean, well, he stopped being a participant for yeah. a short period of that time, but yes, essentially just the same. 
So we'll let you know uh, as soon as Andy's at the podium and, and get to that. But there is a a trend that Patrick Mahomes is kind of going up up upstream, if you will, a little bit here. Because uh, last year, you look at who won the Super Bowl is the Rams. And while it was Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl, there was still another quarterback's contract on the books. And that, of course, was Jared Goff. So the, the stat before last year's Super Bowl was that essentially if you're wor- if you, you count for a percentage of 25%, the cap, yeah. That you you don't win Super Bowls. And so Like it's impossible to. Nobody does. Right. Now they did it last year because the combined contracts equaled that. You take a look at the quarterback field this year in the Super Bowl, and Mahomes is the only guy not on a rookie contract. Mahomes forty five million dollar cap hit on on average. Joe Burrow nine. Jalen Hurts, one and a half mil, and then Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, $934,000. So there's going to be at least one quarterback with a rookie contract in the Super Bowl yet again. It'll be the 10th year out of the last 11 Super Bowls with a quarterback on a rookie deal. Of course, if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, you can afford to, to go ahead and take care of other parts of your roster. We know that's the great benefit the Chiefs have, that they were able to win that ring while he was on the rookie deal. And now they might be able to win a ring while he counts for $46 million of their $208 million cap. That's what you really have to think about here. Realize that there's a chance that Patrick Mahomes is going to be damn near a full quarter of this thing, and they can still win it. This is the things I think uniquely great quarterbacks do. That's what all's riding on this game. Getting to three Super Bowls in four years, winning two Super Bowls in four years, Um, you know, becoming an MVP twice in your first five years in the league, winning both on a rookie contract and not on a rookie contract. Because what I see from this is Mahomes is the exception. The Rams sold their soul, right? They, they made a deal with the devil on the corner for their gold fiddle. They, they they did their deed. They knew what they were doing. That's why they were able to go over this. The chiefs haven't sold their soul. They are living under a normal circumstance where a quarterback costs a whole bunch of money. He costs a whole bunch of money against your cap. And you have to make your team good in other areas. They're doing what teams like the Packers couldn't do. Teams like so many others couldn't do because it wasn't plausible. He is, again, bucking trends. Because the other guys, we're going to see this a lot. Once Jalen Hurts gets paid or once Burrow gets paid or once Purdy gets paid, I don't know if it's going to be Purdy, but once some of these guys start being paid, those teams will have a harder time. It's actually weirdly one of the reasons why I think it's been a little easier for Shanahan to get to some of these NFC title games. He's never had an expensive quarterback. They've been able to pay guys like Christian McCaffrey. They've been able to pay guys like Bosa. They can pay whoever they want gold because they don't have an expensive quarterback. The Chiefs are going to be the only team of these remaining four who has anywhere close to what resembles an expensive quarterback this year. It's why I just feel like just even winning this game, we'll talk about the Super Bowl if they get there, but just winning this game, would shove it in the Bengals' face, talk about all the cap number of things that goes away, be like, well, sorry, Burrow, you're on your rookie contract, and you're getting ready to be paid, and you didn't win a Super Bowl while you were underpaid. You got one more year left on that train, and then the numbers start kicking in because we know both, what, him and Herbert are going to get $50 million a year this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think Joe Burrow clearly is, you know, the, the question for him will just be, does he try to structure the contract in Similarly. the Mahomes fashion? Don't know. We don't, yeah, that'll be the big question all offseason. Over their owners, the owners have to be willing to foot a pretty heavy bill on that, too, by the mm-hmm. way. And they have been no, notoriously somewhat cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, that's their problem. Let them let, let them deal with that in, in Cincinnati all offseason. Uh, you know, the, the dollar amount, though, it will make it pretty impressive and speak to the draft success of Brett Veach if they're able to also 
win a ring while Mahomes is hit with that cap hit. As much as we talk about uh, maybe you would like to see them have success drafting that superstar wide receiver. I get it. I, I, I we think we all understand that. But drafting non-premium positions, the payoff is you're also not paying – uh, a huge chunk of your cap for the linebacker position. You got two guys that are on rookie contracts, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Yeah, they're not premium positions, uh, but they're both pretty damn good linebackers, and you're on rookie deals. You're paying them very little amount of money. Same with your center. He's obviously one of the yeah, best. Or in your football. guard. You pay your him right almost nothing. He's a six-rounder. That's how you're able to spend a little bit more on Joe Tooney right now, how you're able to maybe this offseason have the flexibility to give a massive deal to someone like Chris Jones, how you're able to make a decision on maybe giving a new deal to Legereus need this offseason. That's how you're able to finagle. This is when they traded Tyree Kill. It allowed them some cap flexibility, and little did we know they would still be in the same spot. There was a chance that they would get long-term cap flexibility, but maybe it meant this year they'd be out in the wild card or divisional round. Well, they're getting long-term flexibility to make some decisions uh, they were still the number one offense in football, and they're finding themselves in a fifth straight AFC title game despite moving on from Tyreek Hill. It turned out to be a pretty damn good decision. You think so? <laughs> Seems I mean, like and it worked out for Tyreek from an individual standpoint. Look, his season, his he got team, a lot of money. His team made yeah. the postseason. Yeah, he had a great great year. And they but came the team, up short. They could argue because their quarterback mm-hmm. situation, not because Tyreek Hill cost too much money. Because their game could have gone differently. Their season could have gone differently if two had not had concussions issue, concussion issues the entire year. But... You know, that was the hand they were dealt this year and maybe going forward. I'm still like, if I were them, I'd be like, well, he's our starter next year, but we better start exploring other possibilities or other options because that's not going to be there. And if Tom Brady came asking, if he could be the quarterback of my team, I'd probably be having a different conversation there too. They are just stuck in a middle ground of pay the quarterback, but it doesn't seem like it matters. So I'm feeling as good as I've ever felt. Because of what took place here. We're going to hear from Andy Reid coming up in, in 10 minutes or so. Uh, when you look at the one thing that hasn't been discussed this week, though, and it, it's kind of nice, uh, are we are we good on the on the Butker stuff now? Was, did it only take one game for you? He was... Uh... He's fixed. Oh, you're willing to say he's fixed. Problem solved, everybody. Hmm. Look the other way. We're good really? here. Completely. Butker's all better. <laughs> he's making all of his extra points, he making was... all of his field goals. Hasn't missed an extra point in weeks. Oh, gosh. Oh, you did not just. We're good. We're good here. Everything's fine. You didn't just say that. Don't look. Don't look too close here. Don't panic too much. Last week, he was great. Three of three on extra points, two of two for field goal range. But I. I mean, I'm not going to even bring up the stat. I feel like you jinxed him enough right there. I, I was going to mention he hasn't missed an extra point since blank. And I. Mm, mm. Since when? Houston, right? That's right. That's right. He was one for two in Houston since then. Three for three, three for three, four for four, three for three. So this is he's back mm. gold. He's fixed. Mm. Whatever the yips were on the extra points, When's whatever the injury was on the goal? kick When's last uh, two weeks ago, I mean, three weeks ago. Yeah. Denver, right? Yeah. Got blocked or whatever. Yeah. That sounds right. That was the, the final, like, are we still having a problem here? Because Tommy Townsend and all the snap stuff and all the controversy. Mm. Well, what okay. are we looking at? He looks like he looks like normal Butker now. I hope you're right. If he lines up for a 45 yard field goal in this game, I'm very confident mm. he will make it. I'll still be nervous as hell. Still be nervous of hell at that point. Yeah. But before this one weird blip, he has consistently been one of the best NFL kickers. Yes, no doubt. Nobody's ever disputed that he has been. Do you think he's back at that level? Doesn't it look like it? Like it takes a while. He was hurt. All it takes. All the stuff. You know how this works. You know how one this kick works. and then we're just back. You know he can't. He's not works. allowed to ever miss a kick ever again. No, th- I would say this season he pretty much, with the exception of long, like he can't miss an extra point the rest of the season. I think next, that's fair. What's it, I mean, games. what are we talking like seven more? That's what I'm saying. That's, extra point attempts if they play both that, games. That's what I'm saying. You can, he can he cannot miss another extra point 
for me to think going into next season that everything's fine. And that you're willing to pay him the what? $4 million or something because for a kicker. Yeah. For a kicker. It's a lot, but also we understand you've seen how it is for other teams. You want to be in the, you want to be in the Cowboy situation? Well, Brett Maher literally is a historical example. That's like a historical example. Nobody had ever missed four straight extra points in NFL history, I think, or since the fifties. What's weird is like the last three kickers to be the kickers for the chiefs, like full time, not the guys who've just come in here and kicked. The last like three full time kickers for the chiefs are all still on NFL rosters. They just keep like walking on guys like Butker. They're like, ah, we'll see you later. Cairo Santos, he's like, but I'm still going to kick for a team full-time. We're like, we don't care. We're going to look for someone better. Sorry. It was nice so seeing you. So you're confident enough where you would go and purchase another Harrison Butker hoodie and not have any reservation whatsoever. Well, you know, um, that's probably where I draw the line. Okay. That thing was cursed. I don't think we want to bring that back. Well, you already opened up the door here. Why? Because I said he hasn't missed an extra point in a month? I'm not allowed to point out stats I on this show. I'm going to read the text. That are coming in oh, real no. quick Is it bad? from 913-586-7610. Cody can go straight to hell for opening that trap. Way to go, Cody. We lose. It's on you. What? No, I will not accept blame for this. No way. Someone else says, why does Cody hate Bucker? I don't. I just said nice things about him. I said he's back. Okay. So I you like so everything man. about Harrison Bucker? I said I think that he's back from a kicking perspective. What other perspectives are there? I think it's time to go to break. Up next, we head out to Arrowhead. We'll get another update on that ankle of Patrick Mahomes from Andy Reid right here on 610 Sports Radio. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 